بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري So today's day three of Asma Allah al-Husna um, So why are we learning about Asma Allah al-Husna? Because Allah states in the Quran وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَ فَدْعُوهُ بِهَا And to Allah belongs the best names, so invoke him by them And this is in Surah Al-A'raf, verse 180 and then there's also a hadith that mentions that the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah has 99 names. Whoever memorizes and embraces these qualities will enter heaven. So today we're looking at four more names. Al-Muhayman, Al-Aziz, Al-Jabbar, and Al-Mutakabbir. So we're going to look at Al-Mutakabbir first. Don't my laptop is a response to me. <laughs> oh, technology. So while I'm waiting for it to reload, anything that I do say that is good is of course from Allah and anything wrong or is a mistake is from my own wrongdoing and I do ask that Allah forgives me for the mistakes. So while we're waiting, come on. Okay, Bismillah. Okay, Alhamdulillah, got it working. So, Al-Muhaymin. What does Al-Muhaymin mean? It means, or it refers to the guardian or the protector. And so when we look at this name from the root word, we've got Ha, Ha, sorry, Mim Nun, so H-M-N. And this root word can be said to have three meanings. It can mean to protect or guard, to witness, or to determine the truth. So SubhanAllah, one of Allah's name is, names is Al-Muhaymin, yeah? The protector. But did you also know that Allah refers to the Quran as Muhaymin? So in Al-Ma'idah, Allah says, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ بِالْحَقَّةِ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ مُهَيْمًا مُهَيْمِنًا عَلَيْهِ And we have sent down to you, O Muhammad, the book, this Quran in truth, confirming the scripture that came before it in Muhaymin trustworthy in highness and a witness over it, old scriptures. And this is Al-Ma'idah again, and this is verse 48. And so subhanAllah, if we refer back to the meaning of Muhaymin, it means to protect, to witness, and to determine the truth. And exactly in this verse, Allah is stating that this Quran has been sent down to us in truth and that it is trustworthy and that it will bear witness as a hadith mentions. And this hadith mentions that the Qur'an is an intercessor and a truthful prosecutor. Whoever puts it in front of himself, it will lead him to paradise. But whoever throws it behind his back, it will drive him into the hellfire. And subhanAllah, we're in the shahr of Ramadan. Ramadan is here. And what is Ramadan specifically for? Why did the Qur'an was brought down in Ramadan. So we are meant to build our relationship with Qur'an in Ramadan. And so through this name of Allah al-Muhayman, the protector, we can also use the Qur'an as a protector on the day of judgment. It can bear witness for us. So that is the first name of Allah.
inshallah we'll go on to al-aziz which means the eminent the almighty he is the one who overpowers everything and his strength and power cannot be comparable or overcome and so when we look at the root word of al-aziz it's ain zain zain or a z or z if you're british z which can be to be what which can mean to be powerful to be noble to be invincible and to be rare and so if we look at a verse in the quran الَّذِينَ يَتَّخِذُونَ الْكَافِرِينَ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِنْ دُونِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَيَبْتَغُونَ عِنْدَ الْعِزَّةِ فَإِنَّ الْعِزَّةِ لِلَّهِ جَمِيعًا Who choose disbelievers as allies instead of the believers? Do they seek honor and power through that company? Surely all honor and power belongs to Allah. And this is in Surah Al-Nisa, verse 139. And so when we're looking at this verse, we can, this verse is, basically just telling us that the only power and honor that we should seek is not from disbelievers it's not from believers it's not from people it's meant we are only meant to seek this through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so I'm going to read a part from Imam al-Ghazali's book where he mentions al-Aziz and so he says al-Aziz the eminent is one who is so significant that few exist like him Yet he is also one from whom there is intense need, as well as one to whom access proves difficult. So unless these three meanings are combined, the term eminent will not be used. There are many things in the world whose existence is rare, but if they are of little importance or not much use, they are not called eminent. There are also many things whose significance is great, whose benefit is abundant, and whose equal does not exist. Yet if access to them be not difficult, they are not called eminent. So the sun, for example, as well as the earth, have no equal. The benefit from each of them is abundant, and the need for both is intense. But neither of them is described as eminent, because access to observing them is not difficult. So it is inescapable that all three meanings go together. So this is, he's basically saying that to describe Allah al-Aziz as the eminent, that he, there it's there's few that exist like him and there's an intense need for him as well and it's his access is difficult whereas we've got the sun it's intense we can it exists and it, we can access it as well so it's not eminent so allah is the only one who is eminent so that is al-aziz now on to our third name al-jabbar and al-jabbar can is means the compeller or the restorer of whatever he wills and so again, if we look at the root, root word for al-jabbar, it's jim ba ra, j-b-r. And so this, this root word can also have three meanings. It can mean to compel, it can mean to be supreme, and it can also mean to mend or repair something. So subhanAllah, we can refer to uh, the story of Musa and Musa's mother in the Pharaoh, and of how al-jabbar, the restorer, was able to mend her heart. So I'll revert... I'll, I don't know if everyone's familiar with it, so I'll quickly say the backstory before I say the verse. And so, basically, at the time of the Pharaoh, when Musa was born, the Pharaoh was advised that there was going to be a male figure who was going to come and overrule him. So the Pharaoh commanded that all male, male babies be killed. And subhanAllah, Allah guided the mother, the mother of Musa to put Musa into a, like, a Moses basket and put him onto the Nile River. And subhanAllah, the Pharaoh's wife actually saw Musa and she was like, oh, can we keep him? And so they kept him. And subhanAllah, this brings us to the verse. 
وأصبح فؤاد أم موسى فارغا إن كادت لتبدي به لولا أن ربطنا على قلبها لتكون من المؤمنين And the heart of Moses, Moses' mother became empty of all else She was about to disclose the matter concerning him Had we not bound fast her heart that she would be of the believers So when Moses' mother saw that the Pharaoh's wife had taken her baby her heart, it just became so distressed, it became so full of worry. And she was about to just yell out that, that's my baby. Um, but subhanAllah, Allah was able to, he was the al-jabbar, he was able to just heal her heart and just hold it close and mend it for her that she was able to just feel calm and tranquil that Allah knows what's best and Allah's decree is what is the best. So she was able to remain quiet. And I'll read now from Imam al-Ghazali's book about al-Jabbar. So, the compeller among men is one who is too high to be a follower and has attained the level of one followed and is distinguished by the elevation of his rank in such a way that his life and his manner compels creatures to emulate him and to follow him in his character and his conduct. For he benefits creatures but is not himself benefited. He influences but is not influenced. He is followed but does not follow. So this is al-Jabbar in a way, a person who sort of has that personality of al-Jabbar, of a compeller. He's able to influence people, but he doesn't, he's not influenced himself. So now on to the fourth and last name for today, al-Mutakabbir. And al-Mutakabbir means the proud, the supreme. He is the greatest, the most powerful. And when we look at the root for al-Mutakabbir, it's kafbara, K-B-R. And this root word has three meanings as well. It could mean to be great in rank or size, to be great in age or learning, and to have rights that others don't have. And this name actually reminds us to that we just need to simply humble ourselves and to actually remind ourselves that Allahu Akbar, He, God is the greatest. There's no one greater than Him. He is Al-Mutakabbir, the proud. And there's this verse, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا يَسْخَرْ قَوْمًا مِنْ قَوْمٍ عَسَىٰ أَنْ يَكُونُوا خَيْرًا مِنْهُمْ وَلَا نِسَاءٌ مِنْ نِسَاءٍ عَسَىٰ أَنْ يَكُنَّ خَيْرًا مِنْهُنَّ وَلَا تَلْمَزُوا أَنْفُسَكُمْ وَلَا تَنَابَزُوا بِالْأَلْقَابِ بِئْسَ الْإِسْمِ الْفَصُوقُ بَعْدَ الْإِمَانِ وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتُّبْ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ so this verse is saying that believers, no man shall ridicule others, for they may be better than them. Nor shall any woman ridicule other women, for they may be better than them. Nor shall you slander one another, nor shall you call each other names. How bad is it to be called disobedient after accepting faith? Those who do not repent of this behavior are unjust. And so subhanAllah, this is just a reminder for us in our daily lives that we shouldn't joke about other people, about people who might look different than us or who might act different or people of different religions or ethnicities and that because they may be better in terms of their rank with Allah, they may be better believers than us and so we need to repent from this behavior and especially with this hadith where the Prophet says that anyone who possess, possesses a speck of pride kibir in his heart will not enter paradise. So this shows you that having arrogance is such a huge problem of the heart. It ne we need to be purified of arrogance to be able to be better believers, to be able to enter paradise. And so I'm going to read again from Imam al-Ghazali about al-Mutakabbir, the proud. 
The proud is one who regards everything as unworthy of consideration in relation to himself, who sees greatness and majesty only in regard to himself, and looks upon others as a king looks upon his servants. In fact, should anyone regard himself in particular as majestic and great to the exclusion of all else, his assessment would be fallacious and his consideration vain. Unless he be God, may he be praised and exalted. So again, Imam al-Ghazali is also reminding us that we shouldn't think of ourselves so highly and so great and so proud because the only one who is proud is al-mutakabbir, it's Allah. And so there's this verse in the Quran where Allah actually mentions some of his names, which is He is Allah, other than him there is no deity. The sovereign, the pure, the perfection, the bestower of faith, the overseer, the exalted in might, the compeller, the superior. Exalted is Allah above whatever they associate with him. So we actually learned some of the names that I mentioned, Al-Malik, Al-Quddus, Al-Salam, and Mu'min, yesterday. And today we've learned just the other four that are mentioned in this verse, subhanAllah. And this is in Al-Hashr, verse 23. And so that, those are the four names that we've learned today. And so I want to end us off with a beautiful du'a with using the beautiful names that we've just learned today. And I ask that, Ya Allah, you accept this fo the following du'a from us. Ya Muhayman, O Guardian, allow us to be mindful and remember you in every action that we do. Allow us to accept and be content with whatever your decree is, in the good and especially the bad times. Ya Aziz, O Eminent One, protect us from abusing the powers you have blessed us with. Allow us to only reply, rely upon your power and make the Qur'an a benefit for our souls, especially during Ramadan. Ya Jabbar, O Compeller, please heal our hearts whenever we are uneasy or feeling anxious. Protect us from oppressors and from being oppressed by others or being, or oppressive, or being oppressive towards others. Ya Mutakabbir, O Proud One, we ask from you protection from arrogance and envy and we ask you to help us remove any ounce of arrogance that may have entered our hearts. Amin. So this was the this is the end of 